I found out was a dangerous place for people because the people that fought against the Roman Empire hid out in Jericho. So it was known as a place of disturbance. It was known of a place of turbulence. And in verse 47, it says, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Day after day, Bartimaeus would stop people and ask of any news that he could find out about Jesus. He couldn't see, so all he could go by was when people were talking in groups and hearing about these things about the miracles that Jesus had performed. And he wanted to know more about these stories, and so he he stopped people, and he confirmed and asked detailed questions about who he was and what he was doing. And I can only imagine what was going through Bartimaeus' mind. Could he give sight to a blind man? Or there may be hope for me yet. So Bartimaeus suddenly hears the noise of an approaching crowd and calls out, what's going on? Someone tells him that Jesus is passing by. So despite the crowd, despite his circumstances, despite his disability and him being considered a person of no value, which should have discouraged him, the crowd became his reason to cry out, with all of his strength. This is the first time in the book of Mark that son of David is used, and Bartimaeus had already concluded that Jesus was the promised Messiah and was determined that he was not going to take no for an answer. Now is the time, now is the opportunity for my healing. And so the faith of Bartimaeus was not based on the things he saw because he was blind by his physical eyes, but was based on what he had heard from others and the miracles that Jesus performed. And let me read to you a few of the uh, miracles in Mark that was performed. He cleansed the leper in Mark 1, verse 42. He healed the lame man, Mark 2, verse 12. He healed the man with the withered hand in Mark 3 and 5, and he healed the woman with the issue of blood in Mark 5 and 29. So Bartimaeus, once again, did not see any of things happen, but only heard of them. And let me remind you tonight what Romans 10 and 17 says, those of you that are praying for answers in your life and you have not seen God move yet? Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing. So isn't it amazing that most of the people in this crowd that had vision, could see Jesus, could talk to Jesus, did not recognize that Jesus was the Messiah, but it was a blind man who did. So in verse 48, finally Jesus stopped in his tracks and looks around and sees that the man who cannot see the man who cannot see him. Then many warned him, be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. 
People rebuked Bartimaeus for yelling out to Jesus on this day, and they were trying to keep Bartimaeus quiet to enforce their normal social codes. A blind man shouting to a rabbi would be like a homeless person shouting to the president. He was considered an outcast and should only speak when spoken to. This was the identity that was placed upon him by the people. Some may have said, this is Jesus passing by. He doesn't have time for you. But Bartimaeus would not be silenced. He persistently continued to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he was determined, he was desperate, and had no other hope. Barnabas is an example of, to us of what faith looks like. Your call must be one of persistence and desperation. His prayer was a simple cry of his heart. And I want to tell you that your eyes will never be opened until your mouth is opened. True prayer is like a volcano. It may or may not be loud, but it has a fire inside of it, and it erupts and shoots straight up into heaven and finds its way to God. Bartimaeus had to call out not once, but again and again until he was heard despite anyone who tried to stop him. Stop him. He got louder and louder each time. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. In verse 49, so Jesus stood still as he heard Barnabas yelling out, and he commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. So finally, Jesus heard the cry of the blind man, and he stopped in his tracks. He looks around, and he sees a man who cannot see him. In the Bible, we notice a pattern of Jesus passing by, and the desperation of people made him stop, and he performed many miracles. Also on this day, the people rebuking Bartimaeus were the same people who told him, Jesus has heard you and is calling for you, and they helped him to get to Jesus. So let me tell you tonight who Jesus calls. He calls for all who are weary. He calls for all who carry the heavy burden of sin. He calls for all who need healing. And he calls all who think that they are of no value. In verse 50, and throwing his garment aside, he rose and he came to Jesus. There was no waiting there was no hesitation, no one needed to convince him, and no one dragged him to Jesus. And by throwing aside his garment, he was saying, I know I can't see yet. I know I'm not healed yet, but Jesus is in my vicinity, and I am casting this garment away, knowing that I'll never go back to begging again. I'm getting my miracle today. Bartimaeus' faith led to his sight. 
In verse 51, it says, So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him in verse 52, verse 52, Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Then immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Bartimaeus knew what he needed from Jesus, and Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. Isn't it amazing the one who sat on the road later followed Jesus on the road? Let me, let me say this here. Jesus was passing by on this day and would never be in Jericho again. And if Bartimaeus had not called out to Jesus, he could have remained blind for the rest of his life. The identity of the garment that Bartimaeus wore, a blind man, could have detoured his faith. So let me say to you tonight, the enemy wants to distract you. He wants to distract your faith. He wants to mess with your mind about your identity. He will whisper in your ear, you don't deserve answered prayer. God doesn't care about what you need. He wants you to keep wearing the garment of lies upon you. Beware, if you continue to listen to the enemy and the negative things people are speaking about you and pouring into you your life, you, that is who you will become. Beware. I don't know if you remember, Jeff, if you want to come on up. I don't know if you remember the first time that I spoke on a Wednesday night. I had told you about a girl, a woman, that we had went to breakfast, and it was a, a couple, about a year and a half ago, and this woman was distressed. We, were, she, we ordered our food. You could tell she'd been crying. You could tell that something was wrong. And when she came, the Lord kept speaking to me, pray for her, pray for her, pray for her. So out of my comfort zone, I reached for her hand and I said, we're going to pray. So we prayed together on that day and I've continued to run in to this woman in different places. And I believe it's not by chance. In different places, uh, we've asked her to come to church, me and Mike both. But although I felt she had the desire to come, there was always an excuse. Maybe the garment she wore was, this is the life I deserve. I'm ashamed. She gave me her cell phone number, and I've had it for a little over a month, and it seemed like this week that the Lord kept impressing me, you need to call her. You need to ask her to come. She needs to hear this message. So while I was sitting in my chair in the living room studying on, on Monday, I had determined in my mind that I was going to call her on Tuesday to come here, come to church. So I don't know if any of you, probably most of you know that this week that there was a shooting in Poplar Bluff. On Monday night, Mike brought me the phone, and he says, you need to see this. And I said, okay. 
when I looked at the picture, my heart just dropped because it was her. She had been involved in that shooting. She was a, a passenger in the guy who shot at people, and she had been arrested. And you could tell in this picture that she was ashamed. She was crying in this uh, mugshot. She got involved with the wrong person at the wrong time and is now in a situation where she's probably going to have to pay for the consequences of it. But what stood out to me more during this, on this site that I read about her, was the comments people were making and the labels being placed on her life, scum of the earth. Hopefully she'll be put away for life. She's no good. She's of no value. They were speaking death into her life. Church, this is not what we're supposed to do. I imagine right now, she's sitting in in her jail cell speaking death over her life and the things that she's done. And I want to bring this home to us tonight. If you're wearing the garment of word curses, and I may miss these in your life, if you're wearing the garment of fear, if you're wearing the garment of no value, if you're wearing the garment of worthlessness, if you're wearing the garment of rejection, if you're wearing the garment of self-pity, if you're wearing the garment of seclusion, if you're wearing the garment of emotional baggage, if you're wearing the garment of physical disease, and if you're wearing the garment of depression, I want to tell you tonight, this is not the garment that God wants you to wear. And what he wants you to do tonight is he wants you to step out in boldness, with faith, with persistence, like Bartimaeus, and be willing to throw off your garment and cry out to him, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Some of us continue to wear our stinking garments. You may have laid it down, then you may have picked it back up, not trusting in the Lord or who you are in Him. For others, your prayers have not been answered because your garment has blurred your identity. 
Let me tell you that sometimes the world only wants to remember the identities or the garments of our past. And this is why we must be secure in our identity in Christ. We must have faith in who he is and who we are in him. And here's the garment and identity God has given us. You are chosen. You are handpicked by God and created, who created the universe. 1 Peter 2 and 9. You are treasured. Deuteronomy 7 and 6. You are irreplaceable. 1 Thessalonians 1 and 4. You are loved beyond compare. 1 John 4, 19. You are worth dying for. 1 John 3, 16. You are forgiven. Ephesians 1 and 7. You are his child. 1 John 3 and 1. You are secured for all eternity. 2 Corinthians 1 and 22. You are set free. Romans 6 and 18. You are precious to him. Isaiah 43 and 4. You are set apart. John 15 and 16. And Isaiah 53 and 5. You are healed. So tonight, I want you to begin to come up for prayer, if you would. Just make your way around the altar.